welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Ash Platt, Tim Tate and PJ. We've also got an interview with Josh Wills and Matt Turner from the Warrington Guardian. Um, this week, we're going to talk about Warrington Town and the Warrington Rylands derby. We're also going to talk about Warrington Town and Warrington Rylands. FA Trophy runs we started this week, plus also all the fixtures in the next seven days. We've also got a review of Warrington Wolves women and their FA Cup draw. Plus the Cheshire League, the Warrington League and the Warrington Sunday League. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. The show after the week before. An amazing week of football in the in the town. Um, we were all at the game last week. Um, but before you hear our reaction, we'll first of all hear from an actual proper journalist. Earlier this week, Josh Wills spoke to Matt Turner from the Warrington Guardian and got his reaction on the game. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. Uh, delighted to announce that I'm here with um, the Warrington Guardian's number one sports journalist, Matt Turner. How are you doing, Matt? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all right. I'll never get bored of that intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one that uh, Jacko obviously uh, give you a, a popular name for, and it's just kind of yeah. stuck now. It'll, it'll be mentioned in dispatches in my memoirs, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant stuff. So uh, thanks for obviously um, giving us a bit of your time uh, just to come on and, and have a bit of a chat about obviously the big derby that, that happened. Um, you know, this week, uh, just really want to hear your, your thoughts about it and uh, and what you thought of the game. Well, first of all, you know, it was an absolutely brilliant occasion for football in Warrington. You know, obviously, it's it's used to playing second fiddle to rugby league, but obviously, the the sporting eyes of the town were all on Cantilever Park on Tuesday, and and the two teams didn't disappoint. You know, as as neutrals, as a neutral, it it had everything you could possibly want. You know, six goals, a late comeback, injury time equaliser. Red cards, yeah. things like that. You know, it's it, people certainly got the money's worth. So that's that's first and foremost. But I think in terms of the game itself, you'd have to say it was a game of two halves. Rylands were completely dominant first half. Uh, Town came more back into it in the second half. But uh, so I think maybe on balance a draw was a fair result. But I think given the fact Rylands had Steve Irwin a midfielder in goal, the whole you know that was a. A chaotic situation in the uh, in the hours leading up to the game. Uh, I think you'd, you'd have to say Rounds have probably taken a little bit of a moral victory out of this one. Yes. Uh, so as you know, I, I attended the game first first time that I've been down to Cantilever Park to watch either side. And um, like you say, first half it, it kind of felt you know dominant for Islands. Um, you know that they they, um, they they thoroughly got the lead they deserved. Um, Town just couldn't simply cope with them going forward. 
Um, second half, like you say, story two halves. Um, Town just just came back at them and, and managed to, you know, get what what will be, will be seen to be a very good point now for them. Um, the red card as well. I mean, what obviously I know that you you were quite far away um, from from where it was, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think oh, yeah, as I say, I was a, I was on the complete other side of the ground to where the incident was, but it looked a it looked a pretty wild swipe by Bowan Dixon on uh, on Naya Payne, and uh, I don't think. I don't think anyone from town had too many complaints about about the red card, but um, but what struck me about that first half was um, obviously even with the midfielder in goal, you always knew that Rylands had enough at the top end of the pitch to still worry town if they could keep yeah. the ball there, and they did that. You know, um, town have been pretty ponderous in possession in that sort of base and midfield area this year, and I think the Rylands have obviously seen that they knew that they knew that was an area they could exploit, and they left there. Attacking players, you know, the likes of Kane Drummond, Callum Dole, and Kelly Namai, in advanced positions, so that when Town presented them with a chance, which they did, they had they had three they had three on twos, four on threes every single time, and and Dolan and Drummond, I think uh, Jody Bannon called them the red called them the red arrows on one occasion. Oh, they yeah. just they flew forward. Their pace caused endless problems, and while you know for the first for the initial thirty thirty five minutes, they didn't. Translate it into too many shots on goal. They were always in control. Dean, Fer- I have to mention Dean Furman and Jack McCullough behind them at the base midfield as well. They completely controlled that area despite being outnumbered. Yeah, and um, and it told on the scoreboard in the end at half time with uh, those two quick goals. Yeah, no, of course. Um, Dolan, like you mentioned there, you know, I-, I watched him last night for the first time, and I just saw what a player um, Drummond heard a lot about Drummond obviously with with uh, you know one of the, the co-hosts Ash sponsoring him never uh, stops talking about him <laughs> um, so uh, so obviously he was happy that he got on the score sheet um, you know uh, in this game but for, for for obviously people that aren't too clued up about it um, if you could just explain why Rylands were faced with having to play um, the midfielder in goal yeah so the situation was um, they they got notification from uh, Wigan at about half past two on Tuesday afternoon that they were recalling uh, Sam Tickle, who was uh, Rowland's regular number one goalkeeper who's on loan from Wigan, as as is their right, of course. Um, but the uh, the main problem for town with that for Rowlands with that was uh, his understudy Will Appleyard is injured. He has a knee injury, so he was unavailable. So it effectively left Rowlands with an hour to find a goalkeeper and register him so that he could play. I believe they did find one. Uh, they went through a couple of angle, a couple of avenues, but they did find one. They uh, they got the paperwork in, but the paperwork went in two minutes after deadline. There was wow. uh, the uh, to in order to play on Tuesday, he had to be registered by quarter to four, and the uh, the timestamp on the registration was three forty seven. So two minutes after the deadline, and that meant so they had to go into the game with no recognised goalkeeper and Steve Irwin, the midfielder, put his hand up. Yeah, and. Uh, and to be fair, I think he did most of what was asked of him. If you look at all town of town's three goals, maybe a pro- maybe a proper goalkeeper would have come for the cross for the first one, but the second two, he could do absolutely zero about for me. Yeah, no, no, I, t- I totally agree. Um, I mean, especially in the, the first half, I don't think you'd have thought that they had a a, a midfielder in goal. No, um, he didn't. You know, he didn't do any clear errors. You know, he, he played very well and. I think it like you pointed back to um, you know Jody mentioned that the forward three um, being so important. I mean, I think it showed the 
how much they, they rely on them and how much confidence they've got in them because you know, if, if you hear of, you know, your, your rivals going into a derby and they've not got the goalkeeper, you know, even mm. playing amateur football on a weekend, you know, one of the first things you get told is test the keeper. Mm. And um, Town just, for me, they, they didn't do it first half. They did, didn't do it at all. Um, I thought they'd have tried to do everything they could have done to make things difficult for him, uh, you know, whipping crosses into the box at every opportunity. Um, but, you know, a lot of the a lot of the end products in the final third was just too strong. It was going straight out. Yeah, no, it was. You know, they didn't. Co- they'll they'll freely admit they they didn't cause them anyway. They didn't cause that keeper anywhere near enough problems. But in truth, they never really got close enough to the goal to do it in yeah. that in that first half. And credit for that has to go to yeah has to go to the ten outfield Rylands players. You know, they they pressed high up the pitch and Town couldn't couldn't play through it. And uh, they were forced long, and uh, and the defenders swept that up. I mean, the defense was pretty thrown together as well. John Musto played. Uh, he played at centre half, which is out of position for him. He's uh, and he was ill as well. So uh, so they had. I think they had Aaron Morris and Josh Langley, two centre halves on the bench. But I believe neither was fit to come on. So you know when you when you can when you throw everything together, you know it was quite some effort from Rylands to to even get a draw and to be within seconds of. Seconds of winning the game. No, of course, yeah. That's you know. I think the scenes at the end it can sleep apart. You know, with the town fans, um, you know, you could see you know how how much it kind of meant to them, and 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 the fact even with the the players, you know, the Rylands players, some of them were down on the on the mm. feet. You know, they were they were genuinely gutted to 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 lose it, yeah. to lose the two points. Yeah, it's so it's, late on. Yeah, it's a big relief. I think uh, was the the key emotion for for town that they've come out of it. You know. Not with a really, with what would have been a really embarrassing defeat on their hands, but you've got to give them credit. You know, at two nil down at half time, three one down going into the last ten minutes to get a draw, whatever the circumstances is, is a good effort. And in that second half, they did improve. They made substitutions. Uh, they had to change something because it just it just wasn't working for them. Um, they changed things around in midfield. Obviously, Sean Williams came off. Stefan Moles came a little bit more central and. Gave them a little bit more of an option in the number 10 position because the three midfielders they started with, Bowen Dixon, Jay Harris and Sean Williams, they're very similar players in that they like to drop deep and get on the ball. But when you're doing that, obviously you've not got anyone in a central area that's close enough to your main striker, especially if you're only playing one up front. So they changed it around. They uh, they brought Mitch Duggan on at right back in place of Josh Seary to give them a little bit more protection. I thought he played really, really well. Isaac Buckley Ricketts gave him a little bit more on that right hand side, but they moved Moles central and that and uh, he took up some really good positions and town whether it was Ryland sitting back or town pushing them back, either way, but it's definitely a much improved second half. Yeah, um I think, you know, straight away, uh, at half time, you know, town going to going into the break two 0 down, it was kind of a credit to them the way they came out after the break. Um I think that they they could have easily just kind of you know buckled and, and we could have seen a much more convincing mm-hmm. win for Rylands. But even when Town got the, got the one goal back and then you know um, Truman did a it was a fantastic solo goal. Oh, it was. It, it was, was brilliant. Um, I was right down there for that point, and he just literally ran inside, um, ran inside the defender and just it was a great finish. But then, um, but I have to say um, the. The um, is it Bowen who, who got sent off? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were talking about him, and obviously because it's the first time I I've been down to see him, and he's such a big lad. They've got some serious size, and and ha- you mentioned there that they like coming in and getting the ball deep, mm-hmm. but he, you know he ran with the ball a couple of times and he was causing problems, mm. and I just thought that you know 
maybe he should have been a bit higher up the pitch, but he was so deep for a number ten, mm. and um, I just thought he could have could have caused caused Ryland sorry um, a lot more problems if he was a bit higher up the pitch. He'd had a, a bit more of an outlet as well. Yeah, maybe he can, and he can do that. You know, as you say, when he does get on the ball and he gets he gets his legs moving and he drives through the middle of that pitch, he does cause real problems. And he did he did it a couple of times, but again, once he got himself into that position, he just checked he checked back. He was a little bit hesitant, and that was. Symptomatic of Town's performance overall for for not just the first half of Tuesday, but a lot of a lot of what's gone the season before. You know, it was it's just a little bit slow, a little bit indecisive. But no credit credit to them. You know, after after Drummond's goal, they could have you know they could have they could have folded and thought you know it's it's just not going to be our night um, because when Stefan Moult pulled one back, you're thinking there's half an hour to go here. You know, at worst they draw. Yeah, maybe game they go, on again. Maybe yeah, they go on yeah. to win. It's definitely game on. But see, Drummond's goal punctured the balloon a little bit. But credit to him for the the way they responded in that last ten minutes Fight to, back again. to pull it out of the fire somewhat and get themselves out of jail. So, yeah. So I I worked my way back round to, towards the, the the network town we're attacking towards the end of the game and I managed to get there just for the the equaliser and and the scenes when that went in. Like I say, with the town fans, it was just you know it was. It, it was a really good night for a neutral. You know, there mm. was there, there was flares everywhere. Mm. Um, I, I couldn't believe it because obviously I'd never been to one before. But um, it was, like you say, it was a really good occasion for the town. And it creates uh, a really exciting second fixture between them two. Yeah, it does. Yeah, no, it certainly does. I've, uh, I've written that in a match report. You know, all it does is it certainly gets whets the appetite for, uh, you know, January the 14th at Gorsley Lane when... Uh, when they run it back, and as you say, fifteen hundred in the ground last night. A lot of whom won't have watched either scene before. Yeah, they'll be richly entertained, and they'll be thinking, "When can I come back to to either side?" You know, I'd be really interested to see both sides' average attendances in the next home games that come up, and uh, and see if they uh, see if they go up some because I think. Uh, I think a lot of people have been switched on to, uh, to what's going on at both clubs by Tuesday night. Yeah, well, like you say, thoroughly entertaining night. And, uh, you know, I was, I, again, I was one of those people that have been down for the first time. And, and again, you know, looking forward to, to getting back on there again. It's just, um, you know, as, uh, as Jack would like to say, it goes to show that, you know, we're not just a rugby town uh, with, with nights like this. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a cracking night for, uh, for football in the town. And it's, uh, it's certainly took its chance at centre stage. Brilliant. Okay, Matt. Thanks. Thanks very much for, uh, for for giving us your your summary there on the game, and uh, we will uh, we will have you back on again soon. No worries, Willsy. Take care. Thanks a lot. Cheers, mate. That was Josh Wills and Matt Turner from the Warrington Guardian. We're now going to talk about it ourselves. We were all at the game. Um, we'll start with the Ryland's point of view. Obviously, they had no goalkeeper. They had a bit of a uh, a bit of an issue with the t- with their entire squad. Ash, what was your view on the game? Well, yeah, my my view pre-game for me. You got to think, you know, got a midfielder in net. We had Will Apiago down with the injury, and then thirty minutes before the deadline, you get the uh, the other keeper. Sam Tickle pulled back from Wigan on loan. So nature what happens with loan deals. Sometimes you get recalled, but it's just unfortunate. So midfielder in goal, going into that derby game, you've got to think, you know, you'll take anything from the game. But um, having seen the first half, in my point of view, 
Ryan should have been expecting three points from that. Don't know what. What do you think about that, guys? I think I think we we are. I think we all agreed. Me and PJ and a lot of the other town fans were were. It was embarrassing the first half of the game. I thought it was it was all Ryan's. Ryan seems to be quicker um, across the entire team. PJ. Yeah, definitely. Um, the front three of Ryland's looked terrifying. Uh, pace, movement off the ball, um, and just they just uh, ran it. I think Towns midfield as well. Said this, I think I've said this last couple of weeks. They're just too slow on the ball. All fantastic footballers in their own right, and can all keep the ball. But I don't think all three of them can work together. I yeah, I mean, all, I think they're all too similar. So the first half, two great goals from well, a penalty from Cal Dolan, and the second goal for Cal was even as a town fan, you have to admit that it was a it was a quality goal. Um, took the ball from the halfway line. We all said, I think Tim said it as well. He should have been fouled. He should have been fouled thirty yards out. He should have been allowed to run like he did. Um, town players were far too nice. There was one in the second half, which we'll come on to later, where. Dean Furman used his experience and just wiped out a town player when Duffy was doing something similar. And we all said the game, Tim, you were there as well. Uh, yeah. do, you, that, do, you think, do you agree with that sort of sentiment? Yeah, I totally agree. If, if someone's going through like that, the goal written all over it, isn't it? And he was just clever. He just took him out. Take the other card. It's a derby. You want to win, don't you? And as a neutral, it was pretty good for me because first half, it was all islands. And then when Town got that first goal, the game just sort of changed. You could see Ryland's going backwards. And then... I, I, I think it changed when Town made the subs. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I agree brought... with that, yeah. Second half, when they uh, came out, I think I think Town had nothing to lose, really, because it was 2-0 down and they were getting dominated the whole game in that first half. And um, when it came down to it, it's like, you know, do you go for it and risk going 3-0 down? Or try and get that one goal back, and then at two one, it's anyone's game. And I think that uh, that was the to credit of the uh, the town management. They managed to uh, to get that off and able to get a uh, managed to get a good a good goal off the back of it. Well, Bees has uh, led to the comeback, really. Yeah, sorry guys, Bees has been getting a lot of credit for his sub. Uh, sorry, a lot of criticism for his substitutions um, this season and. Uh, I know Ryan's had a lot of issues uh, with their squad and I think that's had a big impact on the game. But for me, Mitch Duggan coming on the pitch uh, at right back, um, he, he shut Cal Dolan down instantly. Uh, Josh Shavey was a young lad and Cal Dolan um, wasn't as much of an influence in the second half. I think Ryan started going backwards as well. The lack of subs started having a big impact on them. Um, so yeah, by the time when he scored... Uh, through Moles and then Kane Drummond got a goal as well another breakaway goal great goal as well great goal I want to know what that lad eats genie he can shift <laughs> like he's got a rocket on the back of his boots they all they all, they were all quick Ryan's lads they were, yeah. they, were, they played really well um, PJ you want to come in uh, you you, you uh, mentioned it then uh, I think Duggan changed the game um, I think Josh the young lad was just a bit Lacking a bit of experience, and then Duggan come on and used all his experience and used his physicality. Uh, we all know. Well, if you come watch Town, you know Duggan loves a tackle. Um, 
And he went into 50-50s and that's, I think that's what got the, I think that's what helped the players as well, seeing Duggan come out of the 50-50s better off and, he, you know, he left the Rylands player on the floor, didn't he? Yeah. And then we got the, and Sam got the free kick. I, I found that um, first half, like, Rylands were just totally in control. Don't know what was said at half-time and the subs who came on, but their attitude for Warrington Town was miles better second half. They sort of really wanted it. Even when Kane Drummond flew through and scored the third, they weren't stopping. They were still going for it. They were still gunning, and it looked like they changed formation as well, so it looked like there was three up front, which put Ryland's defence under pressure a bit more. Yeah, I still think it was um, in that second half. I still think it was probably 50-50. Town maybe a little bit more um, if you were to pick one team who had more possession and uh, more chances of scoring. But I think in, in another game, if you've got a, a proper goalkeeper in net, at least one of those is stopped. And I think Ryland's come away with a win. See, I don't, I don't see, I don't think the goalkeeper made any mistakes. Um, the own goal was quite amusing because, um, the lad for the own goal should, should have been on the pitch. He got he got booked and then he hacked down Duffy again because Duffy was ripping him apart. Um, hacked him down again. He got a warning. Was and that then the right back? That was the right mm, back. And then within two minutes, two. two minutes later, he bundled it into his own net. Um, which I think is a bit of a poetic justice. The red card as well. I mean, if you were a neutral, it had everything. Um, the red card, there's no debate about it for us. It was definitely a red card. Um, 100%, yeah. 100% red tackle. card. Um, I, I, was, I was right by it and uh, he, uh, you know, he took him down by the knees um, and it was, you know, the, the sound, um, you know, some of you lads will remember um, when we had that um, at Bruce in their pre-season training, we had um, we had a lad who, uh, you know, unfortunately dislocated, really badly dislocated his elbow and, um, that sound from that clash was the, uh, you know, that was the closest I can say came to that uh, that sound, that like slap, the crack. And um, I don't think the Rams player was injured, but just the sound was like, it just rem- reminded me of that. And it was, uh, end of the day, it's 3 2. Town is trying to get possession back. Rams are putting the ball in the corner. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, we saw what happened after it. Town went up the other end and scored. Yeah, all so by I... goal. Yeah, I think Ryan's were very naive there, and it's something that Andy Abbott said. Um, I spoke to him on the radio. They should have just kept the ball in the corner. Why are they trying to cross it in? Um, sound yeah, basically the end of the score. It was completely it was, agree with that. It was a bit schoolboy ever, really. Um, maybe, maybe they just got carried away. Tim, you wanted to pop in? Yeah, I think it's game management, isn't it? But going back to that tackle, I was leaning over the fence and I saw it, and it was it was intentional. It was dirty. It looked like he had a. In my he was opinion, out to hurt him, I think. In my opinion, he had not, a terrible game. For me, it looked like he was out to hurt him. I hope he wasn't, though. I think it was just pure frustration I've, from I've, his I've, point I've, of view. I don't think I've ever seen him do that sort of tackle before. It was a, it was completely out of character, really. It was a bit of a strange one. Yeah, um, I was going to say, he's normally that calm, isn't he, Bola? Yeah, it was, it was a strange one. Um, no question about the red card. Uh, nothing about it at all. So, it does set up a very um, interesting game. On the 14th of January, that's the that's the reverse fixture. Um, it's a bit weird, really, because Ryan's now six unbeaten. Town have obviously had a bit of a stuttering run, um, but Town managed to pick up four points in two games. While Ryan's in there, you know, three with three draws, Town have actually ended up picking more points up in that same period. So it's a bit of a strange one. Um, 
So yeah, Ryan's Little Turtles were there, draws into wins. And it's something that Jody Bannon did mention yesterday. I'm not sure if you heard the interview, Ash. But um, Ryan's after Tuesday night ended up in the trophy. They played against Nantwich. Obviously won 2-0, good win for them. Um, FA trophies, for those who don't know, again, is like a bit like non is a bit like the non-league's FA Cup. Um, but Jody Bannon was really was really critical of the um strikers, Ash, if you heard that interview. Yeah, yeah. And I think with um with the additions that uh, that Jody's brought into the team as well, because he's brought in um <clears throat> he's brought in, is it Sean Cook from uh, from Nantwich as well? So that's extra strike force that he's got in there. And um, he's obviously had over the last couple of weeks a few signings, uh, some on loan, some with Football League experience. So if there's one poor game from any of that strike force at Gorsi Lane now, there's going to be another guy behind him ready to come in and get the goals. So they've got to get scoring. And um, one thing that Jody touched on and also we saw from uh, what Deck Walker mentioned last uh, on one of the last podcasts a couple of weeks ago, 89 minutes into that um, derby game, Rylands were top of the league. 90 minutes, they were eighth in the league. This league is so close. And if you can't convert these draws into wins, then it could affect you getting promoted or making the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, there was one year, PJ, I remember this, there was one year where Town didn't get um, in the playoffs because they drew, I think, like, they only lost like four games all season, but drew so many that it cost them. PJ? Yeah, I'm just going to uh, ask, oh, well, Rylands have brought in more strikers, but I don't think that's their issue. I think it's the, I the think defense. it's defen- defensively. Yeah, I agree, yeah. Uh, looking at, I, I, watching watching your centre-backs on Tuesday, um, one of them was dead Malvey, but I think he was Malvey in the wrong way. He wasn't leading, and I, I might, I, I don't know his name. I think it was number four, but he seemed to, just he seems to have a go at the players instead of like telling them what he wants them to do. More like like me when I when I played with Tim. Thanks, but that, I don't. Mate. But again, I don't. I, it's all right, Tim. I don't know if that's because I don't know if he's a young lad. I've got I, like I don't know where. Don't know. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah. So um, I think you're about to say Sam Edgerton, and he's. Um... He's really improved over the course of the season because uh, Aaron Morris has had that starting spot um, in uh, at, at the at the middle of the back, and um, Sam Edgerton came in when Aaron got injured, and uh, he's had a couple of man of the match performances since then, so he's really pushed on. But um, I think the the de- the defense is is where the main issue is, as like you say, and uh, you know they're conceding too many goals, they're scoring really. Well. I think the uh, I think they're the highest scorers, if not the second highest scorers in the league um, at the moment. So I think the the attacking options adding to that is just going to be even better for the team. But they definitely need to um, improve at the back to stop these goals coming in. I was going to say we've said it before on this podcast. You can't really judge on judge a player if you've only seen him once. Yeah, so definitely. I think next that next time I see him, he'll be a total different player. He he might have been seeing what was coming though. Because he was getting a bit irate, irate at three two, wasn't he? He was like, "Come on, yeah. trying to get his players going," but he was having individual goals. But yeah. maybe yeah. he's seen it coming. He was feeling the pressure. Yeah, yeah well, we, we've, we've, we've told it over the last couple of weeks, haven't we? Where this game with um, the defence and attack from both teams, I think we've seen that it's going to be 
either a nil-nil or a high-scoring draw. And, you know, we saw that at the end of the day. Yeah, so like I said, it, it brings up... It, so that's that's Ryan's, the next two games for Ryan's. They go to Lancaster on Tuesday and then they're at home to Matlock on Saturday. Um, in terms of town, they travelled to Hebben. I went there yesterday. Um, lovely ground, lovely set of people. Um, decent yeah, food. Dad, I was going to say, Dad mentioned that they were very friendly. Yeah, really friendly people. Um, town went behind in the first half. Uh, a penalty, sorry, in the second half, penalty, uh, Evan Gums wiped out the striker. No question about it being a penalty, definite penalty. Um, and then Josh Amos scored from a, from a Willow free kick. Um, it was 15 yards further forward than where it should have been. Uh, the line <laughs> had a bit of a shocker. Um, and then Town scored very late on with a penalty. Um, after good play from our man off the street, Get Walker, he was on the right-hand side. He, uh, he megged he megged um, the right, the left back. Josh Sherry got in. He skinned the he skinned the uh, centre half and then wiped him out. Um, definite penalty. So that was in the ninety, I think it was ninety third minute. Willow scored that. So that was Town uh, getting a win and getting through to the FA Trophy. The draw for that would have been made by the time this podcast comes out. So if you want to go and have a look, who they've got and who Rylands have got. Hopefully they don't get each other. Hopefully they get each other at Wembley. That'd be good. Um, but the Town this week they try, they face Gainsborough at home. Gainsborough obviously beat Rylands at the start of the season, um, and then they go to Liversidge on the Saturday. So that's Warrington Town and Warrington Rylands chat this week, um, and let's hope the game on the 14th of January lives up to the same expectation. We're going to talk very quickly now about Warrington Wolves Women FC. Um, they obviously won in the FA Cup last week. Me and PJ were there. Uh, superb game. Um, well, they've been drawn uh, at home again. Uh, games due to be played on the 23rd of October. They're playing Farsi Celtic up at Walkers. Um, it should be a, a good game. Um, PJ? Yes. It was a good game, wasn't it? it was, we, we enjoyed it. Fires yeah, it was Celtic, a very good game. Fires Celtic, obviously a team we've played in the past. Um, or well, I've seen Town play in the past. What do you reckon the um, chances are of winning that game? Well, if they play like they did um, when we went, uh, I can see them going through again. Um, I think they just need to be a bit more defensively switched on for the whole halves. Because uh, I think that's what let him down last time. But I think uh, Helen will get him, get him into shape. As we, she's a good friend of the show. Uh, but yeah, good luck, good luck to him, and hopefully we can get down and watch him. Yeah, I, I spoke to Helen Dobson on our other show, um, the warm up on 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 Saturday, and uh, they were very confident about today's game. They were going up to Workington in the League Cup. Um, they won by five goals to two. So that's a great result for them again. That's another cup win for them. And long trip to go on a Sunday afternoon up to Workington. So I, great I, win. I was going to say, so on their Twitter, they're looking for a bus. I think they found one. Did they? Yeah, they found one. Um, 
So a great result for them to go up to work and to win 5-2. We're hoping to get another one, one of the team on the show in the next few weeks. So keep, it, keep an ear out. Um, they play Poulton Vicks next week in the league at Walkers again. Should be a tight game. Um, we both point teams got 12 points from six games. So I think the third and fourth are two teams. So it should be a tight contest. Um, so we wish them all the best. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to go into the Cheshire League. Um, a lot of the teams read County Cup actually this week. Um, so the, the game that we actually advertised as being on, Dayton versus Greenalls, wasn't on. Um, that became the County Cup game for Dayton, um, and we'll come to them in a bit. Um, but the biggest shock of the week was Moore United. They got a superb 3-0 win away at Altrigan Reserves in their County Cup. Also, two leagues above Moore. It's a great win for Moore, that. Um, and it's Moore's first win in three games. So they just stopped that rot a little bit. Stopped the game. I don't want, I don't want to take the win off Moore because that's a good result. But do you think Ulster Reserves played players who don't play? or Possibly, but you only could beat who's in front of you. Um, yeah. And, and if they, even, if, even still, if it's still three leagues above as well. Exactly. If you're, going to, if you're going to be a fringe player two leagues above, the likelihood is you're going to be good enough for the, the league that... You know, you're going to be good enough, aren't you? Um, Lim Rovers... Well, well, well done, more. Well done, more. Yeah. Lim Rovers crashed out of the cup. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Poulton Vicks. Lim did make a couple of accusations on Twitter that they weren't very happy about some of the shenanigans that was going on in amateur football. I don't know what the story is, but um, I'm sure it'll come out sooner or later what, what, what went on. Um, but yeah, losing 2-0 to Poulton Vicks. It's not a disgrace, but that's now three... Three games that are win for for Lim, so they could do with getting some some wins under the belt there. Um, shenanigans, shenanigans. What, what what can you do in non league? What can you do on a side of a pitch? Oh, oh be... hold on a minute. Can we keep this clean, please? What can I've, we do on the side of a pitch? I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some horror shows on the side of a pitch, usually <laughs> involving man and Tim Tate's conversations. Uh, yes. Moving on, moving on very family, quickly. Thank family you. show. Um, Dayton <laughs> also <laughs> Dayton also crashed out of the county cup this week. They lost four one to Slin with Hest. I think that's a bit unfair. They've had to play two teams. To be honest with you, Slin with Hest. Um, I think that's very funny. You, you, you can laugh later. Yeah, right. uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Tumbleweeds yeah. going past <laughs> there, Jacko. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but that's that's another defeat for Dayton. They've only won one game out of twelve now. Um, so they could they'll be hoping for a bit of a you know kick-starting the league and they can concentrate on that. Um, Eagle, we've actually got some good news here. Eagle played in the league this week um, and they made it three wins from three. Um, they beat Edgerton five by five goals to two. Great win. Um, Luke, Luke Sutton come off the bench and got a hat-trick um, and that's they were Luke's first goals of the season. So he's waited all. That super sub. Super sub, three goals. Danny Nixon's Danny. a genius. I was going to say, Danny Nixon, genius with that sub. Unless, it, wasn't like that. unless, unless it was his assistant that suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was he was critical of the pitch at Edgerton because it was a 4G pitch. But I think that is the future of, of grassroots football for me. 
I think yeah. everyone learned from 4G pitches. I think grassroots will be a thing of the past. And we'll have to Dan- start calling ourselves plastic roots. Da- Danny, Danny Nixon, if you're listening, let us know if it was your tactical genius with that sub. <laughs> um, Eagle are now up to seventh. So, you know, they were, they were facing the relegation or the relegation dogfight about three or four weeks ago. Three wins on the bounce and suddenly now up to seventh. So let's hope they continue that rise up the table. Um, in terms of fixtures next week, in the Prem, Dayton are at home to Lostock Galram. Eagle are playing Altrincham Reserves, who obviously Eagle are fans of the chances of winning that game, making it four on the spin. And Greenalls will travel to Win Stanley. Um, we watched Win Stanley. Was it Win Stanley we watched or was it winning to we watched? I can't remember which one it was. Um, and then in League Two, more will play Atherton LR under 23s and St. Michael's, the team that we've all seen playing are a good side. They're at home and they're playing against Lim Rovers. So that's a it's an interesting couple of games that in League Two. Uh, St. Mike's and Lim probably be a good game because St. Mike's we watched them in the Guardian Cup final last year and they were they were excellent. They, they wiped the flow with pay points that day. Um, and it was a great win for those guys. So that was the Cheshire League roundup, and next up we'll go to the Warrington Saturday and Sunday leagues. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. It's Jacko, PJ and Tim. Ash has dropped off the podcast because he's he's watching some blokes throw a ball around, calling it football. Um, it's not football, it's, it's, I don't know what you'd call it. American rugby. American let's, rugby. Let's call yeah. it, yeah. That'll, that'll do. Um, with, padding, with, with padding. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, they do hit each other quite hard, so, you know, not... Um... I, I've ne- I will admit, I've never watched a full game. <laughs> I don't mind it to be fair we're going to start with the Sunday League this week um, this week I've, I'll just read out the scores and then we'll talk a little bit about what's gone on uh, Blackbrook Arms 5 Winnick Athletic 2 Brookvale 2 Beachwood 2 Sank- FC Sankey 2 Cotterface Miners 0 Rappinall 3 The Bridge 2 and Red Island Rural 1 St Benedict's 1 Um so Sank- with them results, Sankey take the lead on goal difference. Um, they've made it four wins out of four. The Crown are in second. They've also got four wins out of four. And Grappinola are in third, and they've got three wins out of three. So it's looking like it's going to be a three-way tussle at the, at the top. It's still early, early days. I don't like looking at league tables until at least 10 games in. Um, Tim? Kings had had a monster victory as well, didn't they, in the in the Cup? Yeah, in the County Cup, I think it was 5-2. Um yeah, five sure. one. I think it was. was it five one. Who were they playing? They were playing. I'm oh, not I thought, sure, I thought you were. I thought you were prepared, Tim. <laughs> no, I just seen it come pop up on five one because one of the lads, Josh Cullen, works for me. Oh, see, right. So he'll be very happy tomorrow. Skipping into the office. So, yeah. <laughs> some good, they've got some good players in that team. I was looking at their squad list a couple of weeks ago, and there's lads who who I've known for years playing playing for them. So it's they're they not a bad side. That uh, yeah. Kings Ed. they're not a bad team at all. Um, in terms of the other end of the table, um, Winnick, Chapelford, and Wolfpack are all still looking for the first points of the season. Um, they've lost over three or four games each. Um, it's good. it looks like it's going to be a long season for those three teams, and I think they were the, they were three of the teams that were concerned about the league being merged into one. Um, so, a bit of disappointing for the sun for the Sunday league so far, but it's a long way to go. You've, you've got sixteen teams. You played thirty games. You've only played three so far. 
it's, it's a bit worried. It's a lot. There's a long way to go. Um, I imagine the Sunday League are praying for a good winter, so it's not too wet. Because I'd imagine they're going to get decimated if it does get, you know, really wet and windy. Um, we're going to move into the Saturday League now. Now the Saturday League, I'm not overly impressed with, and it's something that used to get warning. Warning, jackal rant. <laughs> it used to be something that annoyed me when I was a club official. It annoyed me when I was a secretary. It annoys me. It annoys other clubs. It annoys players. It annoys coaches. It only annoyed him a lot, by the way, because I used to nag him. Why is the league not updated? Why is the league not updated? Jacko, where is it? What's going on? He'd be like, Tim, shut up, please. But they're the only league that never update their the results. It takes them hours. So we record this on a Sunday. And it's now eight o'clock on a Sunday night, and the results still haven't been updated. So they'll 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 say it's the clubs and all this, but I've clicked on some of the club on some of the games, and the clubs teams are all on there, so it's not the clubs. Um, I don't know why it takes them so long. Every other league is dead quick, and the and unfortunately, if you, if you listen to this as, as from the league, we want to support you. We want to advertise your club, and there's so few games on there that it's really difficult for us to see the scores. But the scores we could get hold of, uh, I have got. So, um, Holtenborough 5, Croft 2. That's now another defeat for Croft. That's 3 out of 3 for Croft defeat-wise. First win for Holtenborough this this season. Um, Sankey Vale 1, Hale Bank 2. Uh, there was a Warrington derby in the in the, in the Saturday League. Um, the Village played pay points. Uh, game finished one all. Um, disappointing for result for uh, the village. That I think they would have fancied beating the pay points, but pay points have got some good players in their squad now. Um, again, I looked at their list, their player list, and there's some players in there that I thought you know, not realize played from anymore. Mike Carl is obviously a lad we know for well from Bruce. He's at pay points. Um, a striker that could be more prolific if he if he put his mind to it a little bit. If he if he took more shots with his right, you know, more power in his shots because when he at training when he hit it, he used to hit it really hard, but in matches from me, he just wasn't as uh, prolific, was he? I think he's got that corrected now. He's banging them in for grapple and he's he's got a couple for pay points now. He's he's on fire at the moment. That's good. Uh, he's, 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 he's got talent. Hopefully he's learned how to tackle as well because he never used to be able to tackle. His tackles no, used to be horrendous. Bit, uh, yeah. <laughs> bit high, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Wollstone's poor start continues. Um, they lost by three goals to nil to Sidak. Uh, Callum West had got two goals for Sidak. Now, I watched Sidak last year, full enough against Wollstone, um, in a game that I really enjoyed. I think it was 6 5, I think he finished. Um, and Sidak weren't great, but they've actually, they must have improved this season because now they've got a 100% record. They're in New Street. So. I'm getting worried about you, you know, Jacko. Why? Watching Wollstone, going to Ryland's yes. games. Oh, no, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, we'll I'm have to ju- have a chat off there. I'm a journalist now, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> journalist. Um, so the game of the day was Grappinor versus New Street. These two teams were both unbeaten. Um, obviously, New Street got the 3-2 win. Um, we're hoping to get Grappinor on the show in a few weeks' time. Um, to give them a bit of a shout-out. Um, and, yeah, so that was a disappointing result. 3-2 against New Street. New Street are one of the best teams in the in the Warrington League. They have been for the last sort of three or four years. So I won't be surprised they if they... In, weren't they in the Guardian Cup final a couple of years ago? Yeah, they lost. I think they lost to Billinge. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're yeah. a well-run club. Um, and like I said, they've, got, they've, they've been dominant in the in the, in the the Warrington League for the last couple of years. Um, now the results get a bit scattered because I couldn't, I couldn't find some results. 
So AFC Millbrow, they beat Bold by three goals to two. Um, if you want to get chance, um, get on AFC Millbrow's Twitter, and you'll see them scoring um, a great free kick. If you get a chance to get on Millbrow's Twitter, get on there. Um, Blackbrook drew with Bruce by uh, nil nil. Um, there was a bit of a Twitter banter between um, a centre half for Blackbrook and Bruce's number nine, Dion Griffin. I think it was Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, they had a bit of banter between the two of them on the Twitter. And they managed to can. But I think Bradley got the upper hand because he kept managed to keep a clean sheet. And Dion's not managed to score. So I think Bradley's pockets obviously must have been warmer than Dion's. I think that's uh, what that boils down to. Um, Farnworth and Village, New Street and Sankeyville, we haven't got the scores for. Um, Inter Division 2, Croft Reserves and Brookvale, haven't got the score for. There was a lot of teams playing in County Cup action. We haven't got the scores for that either. Um, Orford and Penlake. Now, if Penlake continue going, I'll be amazed. They got beat 12-1 on the open day by St. Mike's. Lawford put 10 past them um, this week and beat and beat them 10-0. It's not looking great for Penlake. Penlake, a good, great club and a great name, but they're really struggling at the moment. Orford will be over the moon with that result, 10-0. Obviously, we had Slav on last week. He was you know, confident about the performance. I think they got about seven or eight different goal scorers as well, which is, is impressive for a squad to get that many goal scorers in a game. I wonder, um, if, I wonder if Slav did bench himself or he uh, fancied it. Well, he scored this week, so uh, he'll probably be starting himself again next week. <laughs> um, in terms of the other games, Division 3, I haven't got any of the scores, so it's been I've, a bit... I've got a score. Bruce won 3-2 against the Liverpool business, boys. Yeah, in the County in the Cup. County Cup, yeah. County Cup, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. Like I said, I had a bit of a rant about the Warrington League. If the Warrington League wants to support them, we will. We'll do as much coverage as we can. If they don't, if they don't put the scores on, we won't do anything with it. Um, clubs get onto the Warrington League because we we want to we want to support you. We want to support all grassroots football in Warrington. And unfortunately, oh, the, the Warrington League's letting us down. They could send us. I was going to say they could send us the us the uh, scores. We could. I don't know what. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. It really is. Um, there's some sad news today. Um, it's come out that a guy who I know very well from the Warrington League. Um, he's he's not from around here. He wasn't he wasn't a Warrington resident. He was from Widnes, but uh, Billy Jones, he was secretary of Moorfield for many many years, has sadly passed away um, yesterday. Uh, Moorfield, great club club we've obviously played against them numerous times over the years. Um, well run club. Billy was a massive part of that club, and it's uh, obviously our condolences go to his family and all the guys at Moorfield because he's such a big loss to the to the club. He used to run that from top to bottom. So um, we wish Morfield all the best. Um, they've only, I think they've only got a veterans team now. So, Tim, you might have come across them. Yeah, they're, they're in our league this year. So yeah. hopefully um, we, we can continue our unbeaten run. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So so we wish Billy Jones the best. Um, and we wish his family all the best as well. And our thoughts are with them. Well, on that note, thank you to PJ and Tim. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Jacko. Big thank you to Ash, who was on before. Big thank you to our roving reporter, Wilsey, who was in with Matt Turner earlier. Um, And this is the Warrington Football Podcast. And once again, we've shown that we're more than just a rugby town. For the Warrington Football Podcast...